prepare yourself for an adventure like no other. Oh my god, I didn't recognize you! You are, you are that world famous traveler and explorer! Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Luano Joe! Hello. Well, hi. Name's Bruce. I'm Dory, and this is... You don't need to know. I'm nobody, really. And now, I present to you, His Majesty... W... Radio... Your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 499, and I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best experience when you go to the parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are, not just with the podcast, but with videos, blog, live broadcasts every Wednesday night, my books, audio tours, special events and cruises, and lots more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com or facebook.com slash www.radio. Sometimes in Walt Disney World, you need to venture outside of your park or your resort or even your comfort zone a little bit in order to discover some delicious dining experiences. And this week, we're going to travel to Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, where we seek out one of those often overlooked dining locations. So I invite you to join us this week at the Mara, a counter service location at Jumbo House for a sampling of African-inspired dishes and, of course, a few desserts in our live dining review. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show, as I'll have more information, not just about upcoming events and meets of the month, but about show 500, how you can be part of it, your voicemails and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. I can't believe it. Thanks to you, we, not I, have reached another milestone. And that's the 500th-ish episode of WW Radio. And never in my wildest imagination, back in 2005, when I literally asked Jeeves what a podcast was, did I ever think this crazy idea of sitting down and talking into a microphone by myself for an hour-ish would ever turn into what it became today. And it has because of and for you. And as we approach the 500th show together, I want to celebrate not just with you, but I want to celebrate you. So I would love for you to join me live this Saturday, November 11th from 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern as together we look back and maybe even a little bit forward on 500 episodes and more than 10 years of our WW Radio family. And as much as I'd love to have you all over my house, I don't have enough room or Doritos or couch space, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to broadcast live on Facebook from 4 to 7 p.m. on Saturday, but I also want to give you an opportunity to call in. I want to hear from you. I want you to share your favorite episode, memory, event, top 10, special guest, the, the story of how maybe you first found the show, 
or anything at all that you'd like to share, ask, or hear about. And don't worry, if you can't be there live, you can also post your questions on the event page over on Facebook, either ahead of time or during the show, and I'll try and answer them live. And look, if you can't be there in person, or if you can't be there live, don't worry. I'm going to be recording almost everything, and I'll be sharing it with you on show 500. And this event and the show is truly a celebration of and thanks to you. So I hope to see you live on Saturday over at facebook.com slash Radio. You can actually go there now. You'll find pinned to the top of the page or on the events page, you'll actually see that the broadcast is already scheduled. You can go over there, click on get notifications, and when we go live, you can make sure you can join in, even if you can't be there in person. So I hope to see you on Saturday. Thanks again. Now, on with the show. Or the food. The, the show about the food. time visitor is coming to or planning a vacation to Walt Disney World and they think about the dining options. I think for a lot of people, they mistakenly believe it's all hamburgers and chicken nuggets. And I have tried, dare I say, almost toiled. I've taken one for the team over the past 13 or so years to try and change the opinion that Walt Disney World's food is nothing but quick service, not just in the parks, but throughout the resorts. I've said many, many times that some of my favorite, if not my favorite meals ever anywhere in the world, I don't just mean the Disney World, have actually happened at Walt Disney World. And it's not just in the parks, but oftentimes at the resorts. And it doesn't have to be a full-blown sit-down table service meal, but there's also some amazing counter service options as well. And when you think of counter service, oftentimes it's something maybe to grab quickly while you're in the parks. But what you maybe don't think about is venturing outside, even maybe the resort that you're staying in and the park that you're in, to visit a counter-service location that might be somewhat off the beaten path. And today, we are over at Disney's Animal Kingdom in the Jumbo House to, to review a quick-service dining location that, unless you're staying here and enjoying the oh-so-wonderful pool outside, you may have never visited before. But I think we're going to hopefully change your opinion because the Mara outside the pool here at Jumbo House has some unique and hopefully we'll find out soon because we're all starving delicious dining options and joining me once again um, is my family it is my tribe and in no order other than ladies first I want to welcome Marion Mangello Jumbo hi Deanna Mangello Jumbo and the you are the the Simba to my Mufasa Nicholas Mangello Konnichiwa. <laughs> the right idea, wrong country, because the Mara is actually uh, not Japanese, but it's named after a river that flows through both Kenya and Tanzania. And we are actually sitting inside, and the first thing that you notice when you come in here is the decor, because it's made to sort of make you feel in a very light, whimsical-type atmosphere that you are uh, dining amongst the animals on the savannah. You're going to be eating some of these animals as well, but we won't tell them that. I mean, there's a large sort of tree inside, and it's a very sort of open space. Three trees inside. Um, actually, all of... If you look, actually, now that you say that, Marianne, 
all of the poles are actually made to look like trees with hanging lanterns. But before we even get into the food, which I know you guys love when I do this, especially when you're starving, um, we're here for lunchtime. We're not staying at the resort. We actually just came to visit. Um, what do you guys think of Animal Kingdom Lodge as a whole? Well, I like it because it's kind of something to do in itself because you can, you know, look out your window and look, there's a giraffe, there's an ostrich. I like that you can kind of have a safari in your room. So the amenities here are amazing too. Um, a couple of my friends have stayed here and we've stayed here before also. The animals are amazing. In the and delicious. And in the savannah, when you're looking at your window, not you don't eat those animals, Louis, but it's an amazing experience. It also has a wonderful experience at nighttime. They have a great experience that you can get night goggles and look into the savannah and see certain animals. And then pick them out for your... No. Actually, what I like, too, is, speaking of outside, are the big fire pits. Again, probably not in the middle of August, but the fire pits that you can sit outside and there's African music. And for you guys, too, there's a lot of... Uh, people that are here teaching you about African history and culture and crafts. What about you, Nicholas? I like how when you get your night goggles, you can see the animal you want to eat, and then you can just pick, you can tell them, oh, I want that one, and they'll get it. It's like picking a lobster out of the tank, right? It's like picking the, well, you don't actually get to do that. But we've actually, we've eaten here before. You guys might not remember. It was a long time ago. I think when we were staying here once, or friends were staying here, for the weekend, but part of the reason why I wanted to come here was because I want to people. I want people to understand that sometimes it's neat to venture out to some of the resorts, even when you're not staying. Sometimes, look, you need a break from the parks. You want to do something a little bit different. You want to try something different, but you don't need to do a full-blown table service meal. I think Mara, um, from what I remember, and again, I haven't been here. I haven't looked really at the menu. Offered some unique options that you can't find somewhere else. So what do you say we get up, let's go check the menu, and order a a wide spectrum of foods so we can get the full-blown experience. Plus, you guys are looking, you are looking at me like hungry wildebeest. (laughs) See? We're all in. (laughs) You're so hungry. You're like the three hyenas in Lion King. So the neat thing about the Mara is that it's almost a combination of grab-and-go as well as counter service because as soon as you walk in on your left-hand side, there's a number of quick-service snack items as well as a oh-so-delicious-looking bakery display window. But we're here actually for lunch as opposed to dinner, and the lunch and dinner menu is the same. And one of the things that I noticed very quickly is it's quite extensive. Um, it's a really, really big menu. I'm going to quickly go through, and then I'm sure you guys will be barking. Mean, you're already pointing to things that you want. So they have a Black Angus bacon cheeseburger with, on a, with Berber bacon on a brioche bun. The Mara chicken salad is grilled chicken breast, greens, onions, lentils, chickpeas, cucumbers, tomatoes, feta, and a chili cilantro vinaigrette. That's $9.99. The burger's $11.29. Chicken breast nuggets, no, not going to happen today. A Bry, B-R-A-A-I, chicken flatbread with oak-fired chicken, sun-dried tomato pesto, bacon, red onion, mozzarella, and sag dahi ranch. That's also ten forty-nine. A mixed tomato flatbread, a pepperoni flatbread, tamarind barbecue pork sandwich, tangy slaw on a ciabatta bun. I'm actually starting to drool just a little bit. And a choice of side at ten seventy-nine. A hand-carved sandwich, with his, which is, a, I guess, a daily chef's choice. On a Tuscan roll, a crispy chicken, BLT, 
vegetarian falafel, hummus, and pita, which actually sounds really good. African pochi, pochi, a hearty stew with beef, turkey, ham, carrots, potatoes, peas, chickpeas, and raisins served over basmati rice. That comes in at eight forty nine. An all-beef hot dog, Caesar salad, not soup of the day, it's a soup of the moment, mm. and an oak-fired rotisserie chicken dinner, which is served after 5 at thirteen ninety-nine with Yukon gold mashed potatoes, Lake Victoria-inspired collard greens. So kids first. Uh, there's also kids' meals. There's a, Greek, a green salad, turkey sandwich, chicken breasts, and cheeseburger, um, and obviously a, a separate menu for breakfast. There's also a late-night menu here as well um, that has some and look I'm a uh, I'm a late night diner I'm a late night snacker this really that's how I have the physique that I have they have a barbecue chicken flatbread vegetable flatbread pepperoni as well as cheese pizza and again the other grab and go items as well but when you look at the menu quickly as I went over the menu Marion what was the what was sort of jumped out at you first well there were three things that I really liked at a girl um the the Black Angus Bacon Cheeseburger, because, duh, it's a cheeseburger. Um, the Falafel Hummus and Pita, because I like hummus. And then the Pop G, because it sounds interesting. So they also have daily specials for lunch and dinner. Today's daily special is a corned beef sandwich, and the soup is some type of lamb soup. <laughs> So, sorry about the description, but I will get a better name once I go back up there. It's made from some form of lamb. All right, so when you saw... So when I saw... Okay, so this, unfortunately, you're coming to me when I'm famished. So On a scale from 1 to 10 in terms of your hunger, you've turned it up to about a 12. Well, yes. Uh, that, you don't call me Snickers for any other reason, okay? All right, so my three top are the, um, the pork sandwich... The falafel, vegetarian falafel and hummus, and the African pachi. Nicholas, what about you? So there are two things that stood out to me. There was the braai chicken flatbread, which, like, it sounds really good because of all the pesto and the bacon. It sounds like all the flavors are going to go together in a nice combination. And the African pochi. is a nice stew that has like a ton of different meats, a ton of different vegetables, and it's not like a normal quick service thing. You, it's like diverse. Right, and and that's why I wanted to come here because the items that you can find here are unique to the Mara. It's not like a, t- a typical no. right. hotel where you, where it's hamburgers and chicken nuggets and, and sandwiches and things like that. So, I think first things first. We need to figure out how to pronounce the African pachi, and then we need to order the African pachi. And, and I want you guys to know, the reason why I, I love having you guys here is so I can order four different four things off the menu and try them That's all. That's the only reason. That's, in ter- it definitely makes the top 11 reasons why I have you guys with me. All right. So what do you say we get the African pachi, right. the tamarind barbecue pork sandwich, right. the falafel hummus and pita, right. and I think... The, no, I thought the bride chicken flatbread. Yeah, the flatbread. Because a black Angus bacon cheeseburger at the end of the day is basically... Yeah, right. Does that sound good? And what do you mean you're sneaking in a burger? Shut up and give me my food. I am starving. <laughs> we are all dying. It's it's wonderful. After our 19.3 miles that I... Did you just today. literally say that you were going to try and sneak in a bacon cheeseburger? We, maybe we did. We whispered it. You're not supposed to know. It's a secret. Come on. All right. 
here's your two favorite words. Let's eat. Hi, Jessica. How you doing? I'm excellent. I love your accent, by the way. Thank you. All right, you. so I know what I want. I just don't know how to pronounce it all. So if I wanted the bry, bry? Chicken flatbread. How's it pronounced? Bry? Bry. Okay, a bry chicken flatbread. A tamarind, bar- I'm ordering a lot. A tamarind barbecue pork sandwich. So a chicken flatbread you'd like. And the... Um, pork sandwich. The pork sandwich. Uh-huh. That comes with the, fries. Awesome. The falafel hummus and pita, please. Falafel platter. And I want the African pochi. 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 All right, African pochi, please. So I just say African stew. That works. It still works. <laughs> Anything else for food? That's it. Thank you. I guess I should have said Dumela. You say what? Domela. Gomela? Dumela. Did you give her your annual pass? Alright, love. So you'll take your order from here, make your payment at the cashier. Once the page buzzes, it's ready to collect from here. Great, thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Before we check out, we need to check out what's in the case. Oh, because actually, okay, there are two cases. One of them has like cold, oh and one of them. Hold on, hold on. One of them has cold. One of them has like, like, like pastries. And in the pastry thing, there was a really good looking peanut butter brownie. And then here they have zebra domes, a pina colada cupcake, an Oreo cheesecake, a zebra cupcake, and a mini brownie. Oh cupcake. my! Oh hello! And then they have a candy brownie. They have like banana bread. They have a. What are what are these strange object objects in the case next to it? Those are uh, fruits. Fruit is that? I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that concept. That's over that yogurt-looking thing. So Let's get... they give you a really healthy assortment of fresh fruit. <laughs> okay, moving on. There's also salads and stuff too. And yogurt parfait. Okay, that's great. Let's get back to the desserts again. So I think. Have you guys ever had a zebra dome? No. Have you ever had a zebra dome? No. Nope. Oreo cheesecake. So I think we should get a zebra dome because one of everything. No, calm down. You're so angry. It's even funny. Peanut butter brownie looks so good. Oh my god, a peanut butter okay, brownie. Okay, wait. Let's get a, a zebra dome. What is this cupcake thing? Zebra cupcake. Oh my god, it's a zebra cupcake. Okay, you want? Let's get a zebra. That's a spiced. Ke- All right, let's get the pina colada cupcake. No, no, I don't. Listen, want the, the zebra dome, the cupcake, and, and the, the brownie. and the brownie. Okay. All right, make it happen. I'll go get the brownie. You get the brownie. You in charge of these things, right here. And there's also a number of kids' picks and ice creams and drinks and stuff as well. In addition to actually a pretty wide selection of beer and wine, if that's your thing, let's wait for her to come back. She's so excited. Jumbo, Taylor. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm about to be even more awesome once we get all this food into our bellies. I have a quick question, though. Do you take any annual pass holder or tables in Wonderland? Awesome. I know pass holder. I dig it. And I'd also love four fountain drinks, please. Fifty-nine twenty-one. Thank you. All right. Before you, you guys are literally like hyenas on the savanna waiting to attack your food. Our pages went off. We went and talked quickly, she said. Pages just went off. We went to go pick it up. First things first. Again, we start the dining experience with our eyes, but it also smells so good. Mm. This African pochi, pochi smells so good. Mm-hmm. You can, um, you almost get a, a, a little bit of a, like a like a, a curry flavor to it. It looks delicious. To and you know, the proportions are amazing. Mm-hmm. The portion sizes are, are very, very large. Mm-hmm. Like that sandwich is as, as big, it's 
the size of my hand, mm-hmm. you get a the flatbread has six pieces. All right, what do you guys? Other than the stop with the French fries, you're like you're like pigeons. What do you want to eat first? This, this, the falafel. <laughs> Each of you is pointing to the thing that is right in front of you. Okay, yeah, let's let's start with the African pachi again. It's a stew with beef, turkey, ham, carrots, potatoes, peas, chickpeas, mm-hmm. and raisins yeah. over basmati rice. Mm. I heard lots of mmms. Again, large size portion. So the dish, um, the length of the dish is probably like one. It's, a, it's a one of the large platters, so it's about a twelve inch by eight inch dish. Oh my god, it's so good! Big serving of you get. A, it's not just all rice. Mm-hmm. There's actually a lot of the pachi. So Marion, go ahead. You're, you're mmming first and loudest. I can taste the spices. Mm. It's actually really good, and the potato and everything's very very well cooked. I don't even, it kind of reminds me of like Indian food, but I don't like Indian food and I like this, so. So, so first things first, look at the sizes of the pieces of meat that's in here. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a lot of vegetables and little pieces of meat. This is definitely shareable. And it's also something I know that families like, you know, they don't want to spend a lot of money and they try to save. You can have this as like a big lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, this I mean, is eight forty nine. I I, expect, mm. I thought this was going to be eleven, twelve dollars. Mm. It could be thirteen bucks. Either yeah, way. Nicholas, you haven't said a word. Cause it's so good. Mm-hmm. What I like about this too, it's very comfort foodish, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it's not too spicy, but it does have a little exactly. bit of a kick. There's, there's, and I am very, very sensitive to spice. I was going to say you don't like heat. There's no heat to it, but there's a nice spice to it. There's cinnamon in it. Mm-hmm. You taste cinnamon. And curry, yep. And it's 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 it complements the rice, and the sauce on it is very light. Yeah, it's not heavy at all. This doesn't feel like a, a heavy meal. Mm-hmm. The rice, it's perfect for the chicken, and it's like a perfect. The chicken's cut in the perfect bite-sized little things, mm-hmm. with the perfect amount of rice and the perfect amount of vegetables and the perfect amount of thing, all combines to make an awesome. Worth it, meal. And that the little bits of raisins in there, mm-hmm. I thought were going to throw me off. It almost adds a little hint of sweetness, so it, it complements the spices so well. So, if we could lick the plate right now, you'd be you'd, you'd be <laughs> laugh hysterically at what it looks like. Because fortunately, I did a before picture because there's really oh nothing left. But I really and I really there's what I want to show an empty plate. I don't have like any complaints with this one, and I usually mm-hmm. some I'll sometimes have like a little bit of like a flaw. This one's really really good. Really good. Right, you're probably you're not, you're not a picky eater, but you there's certain things you enjoy more than others. More than others. This like that's so really really good. So good for such an affordable price. Yeah, that's the thing that surprises that's me. That's yeah. eight forty oh, nine. Eat, and two people, certainly two kids, can easily share that. Uh huh. Sorry. That's um. All right. So add, let's give it a little, quick little rating system out of ten. Nine. No, nine. Well, we have to eat everything else first and rate it the right way. Yeah. All right. I just while it's still. Okay. Let's do this one. Let's go next. Flatbread. Nicholas's flatbread. Take a falafel. Now we're going to the vegetarian falafel, mm. hummus and pita, with ground freshly made. Uh, house-made ground chickpeas, cucumber and tomato, mm. crumbled feta. This, too, in the same size plate. You get four falafel balls, some hummus, some rice, as well as the some couscous, of the... Not rice. Mm. I'm sorry, it's couscous. I'm choosing. A little, like, um... There's also, like, a, a cucumber, olive, tomato salad, and then two big pieces of pita, and then the 
I think it's like a yogurt sauce or sour cream or something. Ooh. Oh, it's nice. So, mm, oh. Yeah, so spicy. But that's what I'm saying. It, this, too, has a little bit of a spice, mm-hmm. not a heat. Just a, a, a tiny twang of it. But what's nice is you dip that into either the hummus or this little sort of a cucumber, like a dill mm-hmm. yogurt. This place plate has has a very nice offering. It has the cous, the the quinoa or the couscous, the falafel balls, and the hummus is delicious. You dip the, the pita. falafel mm. in the hummus too. No, I like to dip the pita in the hummus. Yeah. But what I like about the falafel balls, so they're fried, and there's like a, a thickness to the fry, mm-hmm. but it's not heavy or oily or greasy at all. But when you dip it in, I'm going to call this a cucumber. It is. It's a dill. dill sauce. But there's also, look, there's also crumbled feta on the lettuce. The couscous on the, on the lettuce and the cucumber. Sorry. Um, yeah, there's like a little cucumber tomato salad with olives, and then there's the couscous, which I'm very excited to try. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Extremely refreshing. And even though the hummus is fried, no, this I, is, no, I'm sorry, falafel. the falafel is fried. Well, fried hummus is not the worst thing in the world either. Even though it's fried, this still is a very, very light meal. Mm-hmm. This is this is not heavy at all. And it's also shareable. It's another large portion for how much is this one? So this one comes in at eleven ninety nine, mm-hmm. and you pretty much get it's like one a giant pita. pita. Yeah, it's a it's huge. Interesting that this is more than the right. Project. So the pita is probably eight or nine inches in diameter. <clears throat> But it almost looks like you could open up the pita and stick a whole bunch of this stuff in there and almost make yourself a little falafel sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. You dig this? You like dig this, Nicholas? It's not like normal yeah. hummus, by the way. That's it's like a, I think it's like a red like a something. Hummus. It's like spice. Stuff. Chili hummus. I, I wouldn't know because you guys ate all the hummus. You left me like none. It's so good. Mm-hmm. All right. I like that. All right. Don't, I mean... Nicholas, this is this is what you. What is it? This is the Bry chicken flatbread, oak fire chicken, sun dried tomato pesto, bacon, red onions, mozzarella, and sag dahi ranch. Again, when you stand up there, you see everything is made fresh. Nothing is coming off, um, you know, an assembly line. Nicholas, this is what you. Is it everything that you dreamed of? It's very good. The pesto. And the mozzarella cheese and the onions, and it's just really good. They have red onions on here with the chicken and the fresh herbs. Absolutely amazing. There's a light spice to it, but not spicy. And it's, it's, very, it's still it's another very, very light meal. And this, too, clearly is very, very shareable. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This is very shareable. Here you go, Nicholas. I know you've been digging this. I'll take this piece right here. Marion, thoughts? I actually really like it. I wasn't expecting to, honestly, and I really like it. There's some sort of drizzle sauce. It kind of looks like Alfredo, but I'm not quite sure what it is. It's that ranch. It's the Sag Dahi, Sag Dahi Ranch. Mm, very good. And that, there's bacon on it, too. Yeah, Everything bacon. is good with bacon. I'm too busy eating it because it's so good. So this is not, to be clear, 
This is not a, a, a grilled chicken pizza. Mm-mm. It has a, it, because there's no tomato sauce on here. Mm-mm. It has a very, very different flavor to it. The flatbread is cooked to perfection. Very light, very crisp. The bacon on top is cooked to perfection. It's very crispy. And the fresh herbs give such a wonderful accent. And to be, you know, one thing too, we're sitting inside just to get the full ambiance, but there's a number of tables outside. right outside here. But imagine hat pull, like you bring these things outside, sitting by the pool on an afternoon, easily shareable. Like this is the perfect day for something like this because we're in Florida in the fall, so you can actually sit outside and not die of heat and humidity. Right. And, but also, if you want to come here and have lunch or dinner, there's plenty of tables outside yeah. that you don't have to go to the pool area. But, you, but two, you can come here at night. Mm-hmm. We've done this before. We've had friends staying here. We've eaten here. And they have a pool. They have a, a movie outside mm-hmm. so you can watch it from the either the, the pool area or from inside the pool as well. So what do you think of, Marin, what do you think of this one? I actually really like it. I, I was pretty pleasantly surprised. I think it's light. And it's good to share, and I like the bacon because... And I just pulled a couple of pieces of the chicken off because I wanted to just get the, the flavor of the chicken. It does have that sort of woody, mm. oaky, um, grilled flavor to it, so I like this one too. But let's move on, move onward and upward and forward to the last, for now, on the menu, which is the tamarind barbecue pork sandwich with a tangy slaw and a ciabatta bread and a choice of side, and we chose French fries because French fries. So give that, again, uh, it's a huge, it's larger than... my hand. Right, and so for people who don't know you, they have no idea how big your hand um, is. That's like but six it's, inches. It's larger than like a typical hamburger roll. Mm-hmm. It's like a ciabatta bun. But yeah, but size-wise... It's larger than a hamburger roll by probably two inches. So everybody grab. Thank you for cutting this into quarters. The um, the pork is piled high. You can see as now that you're sort of looking at a cross section of it. Mm. Really good. Yeah. Use a pork. Mm. The coleslaw in here is delicious. Yeah. So... This is not like a regular, like a pulled pork barbecue sandwich. That tamarind flavor is very unique. There's a a smoky sweetness to it. Um, And there's a a hint of, I want to call it a spice. And if you're not familiar with tamarind, I don't even know how to sort of describe what it is. So if you dip it in this cucumber sauce from the falafel also. You're mixing and matching. You're doing your own thing. Mary, did you try it yet? Mm Mm-hmm. Nicholas, have you tried it yet? What do you think? I think the tastes are very good. Like, it's not it's not spicy. It's more of, well, it's not hot. It's more of a spice. And, like, it's the perfect amount of heat. I mean, I can handle heat, but some people may not be able to handle heat like Marion. But it's a very good, not spicy, very flavorful, diverse sandwich. And I like how... You get a little bit of that um, from the, the slaw, the sort of vinegary tang to it, mm. which I think complements the tamarind and the barbecue sauce. Marion, what do you think of this one? I like it. I don't. I like how it's um, 
it doesn't taste exactly like barbecue, but it does have that kind of, you know, flair to it that I think adds a lot. And one thing you tell, what I, what I love is when you look at the roll, you see how the juices are soaking in here. I pulled some of the pork out itself just because I wanted to see. It's cooked tender. very well. It's very, very tender. Because the thing about pork sometimes is if you overcook it, mm-hmm. not only does it start to get the, it, the texture fail, but you lose a lot of that juice. When you can see the juice soaking into the bread like that, that's how you know it's a good sandwich. Mm-hmm. You've moved back to the, you, you're back on the flatbread already. All right, so there's not much left over, although I'm going to sort of do a, a second pass at this. I want to, all right, so give me your ratings from one to ten of each of the meals. Let's start right. first thing first with what we had first, the African pachi, one to ten. All right, so for me, the pachi was my favorite, so I would give it a 9.5. Okay. Nicholas, what do you think of the African pachi? I, that's probably my, that's probably my first, it's probably tied for first place, so I'd probably give it a nine. Okay. I concur. And your rating? Nine. Okay. I think it's got a great beat, and you can dance to it. I will also give it... I'm going to give it a 9.5, and I give it the .5 because it comes in at 849 Mm -hmm. And I literally expected that to be 3 to $4 dollars more. It really um, shocks me that the falafel was more more than the pachi, because I'm not saying that, you know, the falafel wasn't as good, because believe me, it was, but the pachi, it's very... Like it's not something that you would normally get at a counter service, right. and it's they give you so much food. So I think and that's, that's a us, good right. Place. And I think you're right, Ryan. I think the pachi is something you would expect to get upstairs at Boma, yeah, mm-hmm. or even something like that at at Jico. Mm-hmm. So it's a surprise that type of food, where it is, and how much it is, and how incredibly flavorful it was. Mm-hmm. It was that is. It, it, and not that I've ever been to Africa, but I don't feel as though that is a dumbed-down, flavor-wise no. version of what... And again, I've never had Pot G anywhere else to compare, but I feel as though there was such depth of flavor to it that that is what it's supposed to be like. So I, re- I agree. Like, And I think, and I'm happy that we got it because that is a perfect example. That's the representative example of why you go outside your hotel, outside your comfort zone... Outside your scope of vision to try something different in Walt Disney World because you don't know what kind of little surprises like that yeah. you might find. Like the Pachi, this is my drop the mic statement. The Pachi is worth the drive to Animal Kingdom Lodge. Cause it, yeah, because it's so far away. It's so, it takes us like 15 minutes to get here. All right, let's go. And I know all of you that live 2,000 miles away are so mad that I just said that, but I'm just trying to illustrate the point. All right, so next was the vegetarian falafel hummus and pita at $11.99. It had the four falafel balls, the really large piece of pita, the hummus, the couscous, Marion. I really liked it. I liked the refreshing aspect of the little cucumber salad, the couscous, the hummus, and the pita. I think that added a lot to it. So I would rate it an 8 out of 10. Nicholas? The hummus and the falafel? Oh, that was very good. I think it's like 
it, the price is because like how much you get on the plate. Well, not like how much, but like all the different things you get on the plate. You get the falafel, the hummus, the couscous, the pita, and it's just a very good combination of stuff. And what do you give it on a scale of one to ten? An eight. An eight. Wow. So this out of all was my <laughs> bottom of the barrel. Fourth. Four out of four. Fourth. Yeah. Um, it was really good, but I tend to like the other flavors of the flatbread and the pork and the poche, poche, better. Just call it a stew. A stew, stew, the stew, better. Anyway, so I will. I give it a five. So, all right. I'm looking at at the the remnants, the carcasses of the other plates. I'm trying to figure out where I put this. So I like. For me, I think this is something neat that you take outside and you share. Obviously, I, I like anything that's fried. I like the amount of spice that there is in the hummus balls. So for me, that adds a lot to it. I would give this, overall, I would give the falafel coming in at eleven ninety nine a 7. I'll give it a 7. Okay. All right. The Bry Chicken Flatbread with the chicken, sun-dried tomato, pesto, bacon, onion, tomato, mozzarella, and that uh, Saab Dahi Ranch, Marion? Sorry. Um, I actually really liked it. It. I like flatbreads a lot because they're really light and they're not as, you know, heavy and you don't have as much of a commitment as you do with, pe- as you do with pizza. Anyway... Um, I actually really liked it. I thought it was very good. So, in conclusion, I am going to rate it a 8 out of 10. I really liked that because it was light. It had a ton of different stuff on it. It wasn't like a regular pizza. It was good. It, it truly reminded you that you were in Animal Kingdom Lodge. And for that, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Whoa. Mm. Look at that. The 0.5 more really mm-hmm. added that. Mm. Okay, so this was my second favorite. And I have to agree with Nicholas on every level that he said. Um, the spices and the, the um, texture of the flatbread was delicious. It was very crispy and light. Yes. And the pesto was just enough. So I am going to also give it an 8.5, sir. Thank you. This gets high marks, obviously, for the easy shareability, for the portion size, because I think we counted, what, there was eight pieces? Four. No, there was Four. eight pieces. Four were... pieces. Four pieces. Oh, I thought we cut them again. Um, you can I think cut it's them a... again. Right. I think it's a, um, it's a different take on flatbread because it has that... Um, that pesto and that ranch as opposed to sauce and cheese I will give this a 7.75 yeah just to be different and difficult finally in order of of tastings we had the tamarind barbecue pork sandwich on the with these ciabatta bread tangy slaw and french fries on the side at 1079 so this one wasn't was my four out of four because I had a little bit of an incident, so I couldn't bite into it, so I had to eat it with a fork. But if I think if your I incident had, is a personal braces related yes. incident, okay? <laughs> yes. Um, 
but I think if I were able to bite into it, <laughs> that it would have been higher, but I actually really did like it, so I'm going to rate it a 6 out of 10. Nicholas? The pork sandwich? No. Oh, the pork sandwich? So, the pork sandwich, I rate that third out of fourth and this is because the spices and how it wasn't spicy but it was well it wasn't hot but it was more spicy and it was like it had a good flavor to it and for that I give it a 8.23 out of 10. Okay so the the thing about the, the thing I like the most about this sandwich is that the meat portion in it was delicious. They gave you a generous amount with coleslaw on top, and it was extremely juicy. So I would give it a, and it's definitely shareable, mm-hmm. definitely shareable. I would give it a, probably an 8.5, too. Yeah, so I, don't, I haven't quite figured out yet my rankings, but I love pulled pork. Um, and I think there's a, a number of different places you can get barbecued pulled pork at Walt Disney World, but I think there is a unique quality to this because of that tamarind. I love the crispiness of the slaw on top. I love how well-cooked the pork is. It doesn't feel like it is either undercooked or been sitting there for a long time. It feels, it tasted very fresh. It also wasn't so lathered. Sometimes a barbecue is so lathered in sauce that I think it takes away from the flavor of the meat. Here, I think the, the fl- flavor of the pork is what shines with a little bit of the tamarind on top. So I will give this, and again, I don't even know what I rated the other things, but I'll give this a, um, a solid eight and a half. Yeah. So, all right. Overall general consensus, are we all saying that African pachi was number one? Yes. Number two was? The flatbread. Flatbread. Two flatbreads and a falafel. Number three? Chipotle uh, roll thingy. The ciabatta. Okay. The ciabatta. The pork sandwich. I thought so. All right. So I think we're we're mixed because I don't put the falafel fourth. Yeah, I put it second. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I I think especially in terms of the different things that you get. Yeah, and I love the 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 flavor of the the fried falafel balls. Uh, All right. So I know that the longer I talk, the more you are suffering because we did gather a wide variety of desserts. From the counter, we have the Mara spiced pina colada cupcake. We also have the zebra domes because that is really a Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge tradition. And there, we also had the where's the other? Oh, this is a what? Peanut butter brownie. It was in the pastry case. <laughs> now on to what I know is especially my daughter's favorite part of the meal: dessert. We have three different desserts. We have the traditional. Animal Kingdom Lodge Zebra Domes, which you no longer have to wait to get at places like Boma. They do come pre-packaged for at $4.29 in the case. We also got the... That one, it's on this side. That is the... Oh, it's, it's up there. It's the Spiced the Pina, spice pina Colada. Colada Cupcake, which is ginormous. And we this is what the... Peanut butter brownie. This is the one that you've been eyeing since the second yeah. we got in here. All right, so why don't we dig into that one first, which I might have a feeling... Could be my favorite one already because peanut butter. Brownie. So it comes as it's a it's a huge circle. It's probably six or so inches in diameter. 
I don't oh, recall yeah. what the oh, your your response was. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Tastes like a peanut butter cup and a brownie. Oh, stop it. It's interesting. I thought that the peanut butter would be more in the brownie, but it's basically just on top of the brownie. It's very light. I, listen, I'm, all I want to hear out of your mouth is Sweet. that you're not overly crazy about it because I really like this. Mm-hmm. I'm a peanut butter I'm guy. A person, but... I'm not either, but that's yummy. Okay. Nicholas is just staring blankly without speech. Nodding, you're nodding your head. You're just, that's an aww, yeah. You're just loving that? Yeah. That's the get the mic out of my face. I want to keep eating this. What's interesting is that it's not actually a part of like the batter. It's a traditional brownie, and then on top, there's kind of like a peanut butter frosting with little chocolate pieces and chocolate chips, and it's very, very good. But it's not like a, um, it's a, it's a more dense frosting, but it's not super, super sweet, which is why I like it. It almost tastes as though there's like somebody put a slightly sweeter peanut butter on top of a brownie, which is why I like that. So if you don't want that last piece, I, oh, I will. Don't worry. Let's move on to the zebra, the zebra domes. Heard have you guys you've heard many you've heard many a tale about the zebra dome? This is I one have. of my favorite desserts. And let me just take a bite. What's so big about it? I've never heard of it. All right, Nicholas, mm-hmm. just grab your fork. So they come in fours. There are four, maybe silver dollar shaped domes. So do we know exactly what is in a zebra dome? Zebra? Some type of whip. No, it is actually not made from zebra. Let's be clear. Right. It's like um, almost like a whipped, like a whipped fluff. It's delicious. It has a soft cookie on the bottom with some sprinkles and some white chocolate on top. Very very yummy. It has to be refrigerated. This was not your favorite. See, I don't like white chocolate or mousse, and it's both of those. So this is for you. Go right ahead. It's probably delicious to most people. I'm just not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I was someone else, I'd probably like it. <laughs> Nicholas, what are your thoughts? I'm like Marion. I don't like white chocolate. So more for you guys. But if you got, I've heard many great things about this. So if you like white chocolate, if you like cookies, if you like good stuff. Go ahead. Now, Deanna, but this is one that you, you're you a huge fan of the Zebra Domes, correct? Yes. So it's a, um, it's sort of like a, a panna cotta type white chocolate, and it's got the chocolate shavings on top, and it's an Amarula cream liqueur mousse. So maybe that's why the kids don't enjoy it. And, and it, it's it's clear on the, on the um, if you look on the, label on the outside, it says that the alcohol is cooked out, so obviously when you cook alcohol, it burns off, but that is where, I think that's very telling. Fortunately, the kids don't like it, and mom does. The last thing on the dessert buffet is the spiced pina colada cupcake, and it's it's a huge cupcake. This is a a gigantic cupcake. Um, It has a... Okay, so it has almost like a white and peach colored frosting on top. There are, are dark, medium and light colored pearls it has like a around custard it. Inside. Yeah, it's like a spiced custard, custard in the middle. Yeah. 
so that's where the, the pina colada flavoring is coming from. No, that, that's where the spice Oh, the spice flavor is coming from. from the middle. Hey, I want some cake. <laughs> um, let me try to get a little bit hmm. of everything. I'm working on it. That's different. So it's not, I, the thing I was afraid about this. It's a vanilla cake. Right. Was that it was going to be overly sweet and it's not. No, no, it's, so the, if you were to, let me, wait, let me try the frostings. Okay. So to me, it tastes more just like a spiced cake because it's vanilla cake, vanilla frosting, but it has the spiced custard in the middle. Right. So you, but you taste, what I taste in here is the the light pineapple mm -hmm. in the custard, but I was expecting the frosting just to be like sponge sugar and just all sweet, and it's not. It's very fluffy, yes, almost like a fluffy, cream. yeah, 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 almost, almost like a fluffy marshmallowy. Yeah, flavor. so that's pretty interesting. I think the custard is very. It's something that you wouldn't normally have inside of a cupcake. It almost reminds you of like a caramel taste. Maybe I didn't have enough of it, but. Here, yeah. here's a little custard. I'm good, I can get it. Nicholas, what do you think? I think that's like, it's, I wouldn't say it's a pina colada. I more just say it's like a pineapple. But other than that, like, the cake is good, the frosting's good. It's pretty, it's good. Yeah, I'm not normally a cupcake. I'm not sure I really have to be in the mood for a cupcake because I don't like things overly sweet. And this is not. Uh, I, uh, I, as a normal, somewhat grown-up adult male... I could never finish that by myself. Normal, somewhat... Uh, somewhat normal, adult? somewhat adult male. I couldn't finish that cupcake no. by myself. No, it's no. definitely... And I love sweets, and I couldn't even finish yeah. by myself. And you can't finish it not because you don't like the flavor, just because of the size of it. Because right. it's it's an oversized cupcake. It's huge. All right, so we just woke up from our nap, <clears throat> which we almost feel like we can take. Because, well, I, and actually that's not true. It's, a, it's very much tongue-in-cheek because we had a lot of food but I don't feel overly full. There's some places you go, you have a full lunch, and you do want to just, you know, beat yourself on a lounge chair outside and take a nap. I don't feel that way here. How do you guys feel after this meal? I, everything was so light, and it was, and I, I can just like go. I'm not overly full. I don't feel like I'm gonna like barf, but <laughs> like it's still filling. But you're not right, overly not full. full. I'm gonna give you one word. Satisfied. It was good. I liked it. I'm not like too full, or I like um feel, you know, tired and heavy. But like um, I feel I feel good. So what <clears throat> what I liked about this, and I think what impressed me, which because I didn't know coming here, was the level of flavor intensity. Because I think for a lot of times people might shy away from a place. We'll leave Jiko out of the equation. But even a place like Boma, because they hear African-inspired and say, well, my kids are picky eaters. I don't like spice. I don't like exotic foods. This is sort of a, um, a, a, a counter-service version of food that I think has unique flavors, <clears throat> a certain level of uh, mild intensity with spices, which makes it unique. I think this is kind of like a starter if you're trying to introduce your kids to more exotic foods. So it's like a starter because it's not like it's not like overly exotic, like thousand-year-old eggs or like something crazy. <laughs> but like it's not 
too normal. It's not like a regular thing of chicken nuggets or anything. It's it's pretty. It's good food. Right, and nothing here on the menu is scary. Nothing that any of us saw. You know, again, Marion, you are more. I don't want to say you're not a picky eater, but you know what you like, you know what you don't. But there was nothing on here that you're like, oh no, no, I'm not going to eat that. You know, you think if somebody says to you, hey, you want to try some African stew, you might be like, no, I just don't like that kind of food. But that far and away was our favorite thing on the menu. No. Very, very flavorful was was pretty much the offering that they have here. You know, you should step out of your, you know, comfort zone and try something new and different. And these flavors aren't offensive whatsoever. So I have to say, delicious. And it wasn't, again, it wasn't spicy in a hot way. It was spicy in... A, a depth spice. of flavor, right, a spice kind of way. But even something, you know, you might say, well, I've never had tamarind before. I don't know what it's going to be like. There's nothing in here that should be intimidating and nothing here that is so exotic that I think um, even if you have a very sort of, you know, meat and potato palate, for lack of a better word, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I agree. So is this a place? Go ahead, Nick. So I give this restaurant a 9 out of 10 because all, or like an 8.5. Because it's a good restaurant. It's like a starter exotic food. It's like not too spicy. It's more of like, it's more of, it doesn't, it's not too, it doesn't have too much heat. But like this, it's spite, it has enough spice that's like, it's not overbearing. And is it a place that you guys would say, Hey, let's go back tomorrow for lunch or a dinner. Yes, sure. If we were in the resort, yeah. Okay. Is it a place that you would recommend for people that want to maybe try something a little bit different? Let me ask you this: If you're not staying at the resort, do you think it's worth coming here to give it a try? If you if you if you're not quite at the point where I'm not a Jico, I'm not ready to try a Jico, or I don't want to do a full sit down Boma, but I want to try something a little bit. Different. I think it's worth it if you want to try something new. If you want to try something new, then it's worth it. But if you already like have experienced that time of food, it's definitely. I would definitely come back for lunch, dinner, and the breakfast menu looks fabulous too. Yeah, there's a whole another um, breakfast menu is around the back of here. So there's a bounty platter, a bounty platter which has eggs, potatoes, bacon, sausage, pop. Chakalaka and a waffle. I do. Um, I like pop. We've had that before, both at Food and Wine. We've also had it upstairs at Chico. They have a croissant sandwich, a babodi platter, which, if you've ever been to Food and Wine Festival, is one of my favorite things from the Africa Pavilion. It's a baked egg custard that has turkey, peppers, and raisins with pop and chakalaka. I just like saying chakalaka. That comes in at just over $7. A fried egg and cheese sandwich, a breakfast flatbread. With sausage gravy, oh, wait a minute, scrambled eggs, crispy bacon, tomatoes, and cheddar. An adult waffle has mixed seasonal berries, hand whipped cream, and bacon or sausage. Breakfast quinoa with honey and dried fruit, which I dig. Oatmeal, and then they have a variety of kids' breakfasts as well. And that's served from 7 to 11 a.m. Um, I was very impressed with a lot of the things. Again, I, having not even looked at the menu before I came here, I didn't know what to expect. I wanted to come in completely blind. I would come back for the pochi, the pochi, and or the. I'm still trying to think what I would put second. The flat. 
I think the falafel. I think you're right. I think I, I think I like the falafel because it's again, it's different and because of the level of spice to it. But I want to know from you, our friend, the listener who has been sitting here virtually at the table with us, have you ever been to the Mara? If so, what do you think? Or based on this review or other things you heard, it, would this be something that you would come and give a try? I invite you, whether it's to come to Mara, whether it's to come to Chico, whether it's to go next door late night to Sanaa and check out our live review of Sanaa we did a couple of months ago. I think if you, even if you've never stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, I think it's worth coming to visit. It is almost a little bit of an attraction just to explore during the day. There's stuff for kids to do. You can look out at the, at the um, sort of the little mini savanna with the goggles at night. And I think this is one of the nicest, if you've never stayed here before, I think it has one of the nicest pools on property. That might have to be a top 10 pools coming soon. So, Marion, Nicholas, Deanna, thank you guys again for joining me. If I knew how to say thank you or goodbye or anything else, I should pay more attention on Kilimanjaro safaris. Is it just Jumbo? Jumbo. Jumbo, everybody. Oh, no. Um, there's one at the end. What do they say? Hakuna Matata. No, 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 no. They say it at the end. They're like Zimbabwe or something. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is a country. At but the end of the safari. What yeah, do they say? They say, like, um, they say, uh, <laughs> I need to look it up. Bye. Jumbo. You're just going to go with Jumbo? Yeah. It is Totsneedsness. That's Klingon. You read it in Klingon. <laughs> no, but they say it. No, but they say something like specific at the end. I need to find it. Oh, Quaharini. Quaharini. There you go. Nice. I'll have two Quaharinis to go, please. Thank you. Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week. I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details, not just in what you see, but sometimes in what you hear, maybe even in what you taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online forum on the WW Radio site for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I was thinking about food in Walt Disney Who am I kidding? I'm always thinking about food in Walt Disney World. So, of course, I had to make it dining-related. And I asked you to name three restaurants in Walt Disney World theme parks that have indoor seating areas that overlook an attraction. And obviously, things like private corporate VIP lounges wouldn't count. First and foremost, thanks to the hundreds of you who entered, got this one correct. You know your attractions. You know your restaurants, more importantly. And you know... That in Magic Kingdom, you can sit inside the Pinocchio Village House and look over It's a Small World. In Epcot, there's two locations. At the Garden Grill, you can overlook Living with the Land. And in Mexico, at La Cantina de San Angel, you can overlook the Grand Fiesta Tour. No bonus, but somewhat kudos and extra credit to those who asked, begged, argued, stated your case that Chef Mickey's should be there because they classified the monorail as attractions. I would almost let that one in, although we were looking for things inside the theme parks. It doesn't matter. If you said that anyway, I put your name in. I randomly selected one. And again, last week, you were playing for my 102 ways to save money for an at Walt Disney World book. All seven of my virtual audio walking tours 
all of which, by the way, are still on sale for just $10 each at the WW Radio Shop to celebrate our 10-year anniversary. You're also going to get a WW Radio Magic Band cover, some WW Radio stickers, one of the fancy schmancy little WW Radio pop socket and holders for your phone, and last week, I also threw in one of the mystery prizes that I brought back just for you from China. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is D Abruzzo, or Abruzzo. So D, I don't know what D stands for, but D, thank you. Congratulations. Uh, I appreciate you entering. I have your address. Because you use the online forum, I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's all right. Forget about it. Let's move forward because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. Surprisingly, this week's question is not about food, or is it? It's not about China, or is it? This week, I don't want you to tell me where in the world. I want you to tell me who in Walt Disney World says or said this line. But let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you and how you can help me make history today. That's it. All I need to do is tell me who in Walt Disney World says that line. You can tell me where it's from as well. You have until Sunday, November 12th, to go to www.radio.com, click on show 499, use the online form there, and enter for a chance to win a prize package that includes, again, the book, the tours, the Magic Band cover, the stickers, the pop socket. And because I brought back so many, I'm going to give you one more special prize from China or Japan. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again so very much. I, I can't believe this is show 499-ish. I'll explain more on show 500. I, I am looking so forward to the event and the recording of the show this weekend. Again, this could not happen without you, and I do this for and because of and thanks to you. Uh, spe- speaking of thanks, I want to thank some of the new members of who joined the hundreds of you who are part of the WW Radio Nation family this month, including Tom Zukas, Karen Lucy. Angela Schimmels, Caroline Conahan, Amanda Bonner, and Josh Anderson. If you want to not only help the show, you help keep the lights on, literally, but you also get exclusive rewards every month, including scavenger hunts. We have a private Facebook group. We have personalized Magic Band covers. I'll send you some logo gear, including backpacks and T-shirts and monthly care packages from Walt Disney World. We do live video group calls and lots more. You can visit www.radio.com support. And don't forget that a portion of the proceeds of your contributions do go to the Dream Team Project to help benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And in addition to joining me live this Saturday for show number 500, please join me every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern over at facebook.com slash Radio. Please, if you haven't already, please like and share the page. Also, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest, and my personal profile. I am at Lou Mangiello everywhere else. Please be sure and check out the WW Radio blog. We have a great team of amazing blog writers. Sign up for our newsletter and go to the WW Radio store where my 102 ways to save money for an at Walt Disney World book and all the audio tours are on sale for $10. You can also check out our merchandise location for some cool WW Radio-inspired logo gear and a bunch of other Walt Disney World and Disney-inspired shirts, hats, and sweats, and everything else. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. If you have a question you want me to answer on the show, 
email me, lou at www.radio.com, or call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Thanks to everybody who came out to the Meet of the Month in Japan this past weekend. Congratulations to all of you, both on the WW Radio running team and everyone who cheered, walked, or ran in the Wine and Dine Half Marathon this weekend. It was so good to see you and cheer for you and with you. Yeah, even the sweaty hugs on the course as we were cheering was awesome. Congratulations to everybody who's part of the running team. If you'd like to join, it doesn't matter if it's you've never run before or you're the fastest guy or girl in your office, you can visit www.radio.com slash running. We would love to have you there. Also, check out the events page on Facebook to find out not just about upcoming meets of the month in Walt Disney World, our cruise to Alaska. We still have a few spots remaining at day one pricing for that we have one room left for our Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic, not just two and backstage at Disneyland and California Adventure and a few surprises in there as well, but we also go and tour Old Hollywood. We're going to go to a little place known as Walt Disney Imagineering. We're going to visit the Jim Henson Studios and lots more. For more information, visit, the again, the events page over at facebook.com slash Radio. I also do a number of meetups. Uh, on the road as I travel to speak and if I could come to maybe speak to your conference at your event or at your school you can go to lumangelo.com slash speaking I'll see some of the different topics that I can speak on certainly to customize for whatever your event might be and if I could maybe help you turn that thing that you love into that thing that you do if you visit lumangelo.com and click on the coaching tab you'll find out how we can do either some one-on-one or small group coaching i'm just about to form a new mastermind group limited to just six people we already have four people from my momentum conference in there where it will be an opportunity for us to get together virtually every single week again to find out more visit lumangelo.com thanks as always to becky mankin and the entire team over at mouse fan travel Look, they are my official and recommended provider. I've been with them and been recommending them for 10 years because I use them because I trust them and I trust them for you. Whether you're going to World, Land, Cruise, Adventures by Disney or really anywhere on the planet, you can visit them over at mousefantravel.com. And little Tinny Foster is still plugging away over at celebrationspress.com where you can subscribe and order back issues of Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friends, and you... You are my friend, whether we've met yet or not. And then when we do meet, you continue to prove that to me every single time. All I ask is that if you like the show, and I hope that you do, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening to this episode or your favorite episode. Better yet, share it with your friends or in your favorite Disney-related group over on Facebook. And if you can, take just 30 seconds. That's all it takes to rate and review the show over on iTunes. It's really helpful. And thanks to you, we have more than 1,300 five-star reviews. It's a great way to help other people find not just the show, but find this incredible community that you have created. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Z-Man7655, who says it's informative and inspiring and being a resident on the West Coast, it's a pleasure to learn more about Walt Disney World. WW Radio Show is the ultimate port for tips, humor, and hear the words from inspiring podcasters such as Lou Mangiello. Wow, thank you. As a former Disneyland cast member, you can tell I don't read this out of time, I know what it's like to share the philosophy that Walt carried throughout his career. Listen to the show. P.S. I forgot to mention there are trivia questions each week. J Bravo JB says it is the best Disney podcast. It's simply fantastic. Just Kale says the only Walt Disney World podcast. 
can't say enough how both my family and myself love this podcast. Whether we are simply missing the Disney World or ramping up excitement for an upcoming trip or on the way to Walt Disney World, there isn't another show to listen to. Lou manages to be both informative, entertaining, and inspiring all in one um, 90-minute show? Question mark? Thanks so much, Lou, for your countless hours of entertainment. More than a whole trip's worth. We were major Disney fans before listening, and you simply created a whole new level of enjoyment. We've tried to listen to other podcasts before, but yours is simply like coming home. And in addition to the entertainment, you've helped bring my daughter, 11 years, and myself so much closer by sharing not only your family with us in so many shows, but by bringing us something that we can share and enjoy together for many, many more years to come. Oh, I'm getting choked up. Um, many, many handshakes and hugs from our home to you. Thank you for the years of so much entertainment and Disney love. And here is to so many more. Um, I'm going to let Just Kale drop the mic on that one, man, because that means a lot to me. Um, again, I don't read these ahead of time. And, uh, you know, I say all the time that, you know, sometimes we don't know how what we do impacts others and the ripple effect of what we do and how it reaches and touches other people. And that's why I always look to and try and be not just because it's who I am, but as an example to my kids and other people, that's why I am as positive as I am, not just about this show, because I think, again, like that ripple effect, you know, positivity can be contagious and life is too short to be anything less. And hopefully this show has had some kind of a positive effect on you in some way. And again, as, as we start to turn the page from 499 to 500 ish, um, I will, I will I will save my explanation of my gratitude for the live show this Saturday and for show 500. Um, but the words thank you do not convey enough uh, how I feel about you and how appreciative I am for and of you. And I hope that you, you know, if this does have some sort of a positive effect on you and maybe a little bit of a positive ripple effect, you know, I hope that you, like maybe me, always try and find the good in every situation because I think that positive thinking brings positive results and uh, those positive results lead to a much happier much more fulfilled life like the one that you have given me so thank you for that gift thank you for your time and attention this week I hope that this is your best week ever I hope to see you on Saturday live during the show if not until next time see ya hi Lou this is Christine Morrison calling you from Flower Town, Pennsylvania. Um, on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon, nobody wanted to go to the pool with me, so how am I spending my day? I'm sitting in my beach chair with a nice spike seltzer, listening to Walt Disney World Radio, and I'm listening to you and Becky talk about uh, the Leave a Legacy. Um, and I love that idea. My sister and I went down in 2000, November of 2000, for the moment, and we bought one. And now every year, when I go back, and I show my kids every time, look, there's Aunt Carrie and I. We've got a little piece of ourselves here at Epcot, which I have to say is my favorite park. Um, it's awesome. I love it. I hope they never take it down. I know you guys are talking about them taking it down 2027 or something like that, but it is one of the highlights of me going to Epcot is being able to go over there and see my picture with my sister, and it was a great vacation, just the two of us, and um, I'm enjoying listening to your radio show right now, and uh, 
Have a great day. Um, and Becky, I do want them to bring back the bricks because that's another awesome way to leave a little bit of yourself behind and be a part of the magic. Have a great day, Lou. And you too, Becky. Bye. Mr. Mangello, Robert Canchola. Hope all is well. Hope the family's doing well. It was, uh, first of all, I just want to say it was great, uh, crossing paths and, and, and saying hi to you both on the Disney Dream and the Double Dip and then as well as, uh, at D23 Expo. Hope all is well. Um, going back to show number 491 and talking about, uh, collecting things and how it brings memories and all of that stuff and, Something that and maybe I missed this in some of the other voicemails and everything, but something that wasn't shared is the are the intangible experiences, those memories, those unforgettable moments that, quite frankly, you just can't prepare for, you can't predict, you can't uh, schedule. They just happen, and uh, I'm guilty of. Um, you know, collecting things and uh, making the time and effort and, and spending the time and effort and money and making sure that I, I bring home things that are that remind me of our experiences. But I, I'm also guilty of uh, needing to make a more of an effort of um, making sure that I am fully aware of my surroundings, fully aware of my time with my family, fully aware of uh, being able to be present at that moment so that and when those experiences happen, uh, I can experience them and can uh, remember them. And, and, you know, the argument is always, well, I got it on the phone or I, I'm, I'm taking a picture with my I'm selfie and all that stuff. It's, it's I, I say, and I'm going to get slack for this, I'm sure, from some of your other callers, but... I say put the phone away, you know, um, you know, you can't live these memories again through, uh, you know, um, you can't live these memories properly through, you know, a little screen or whatever. Just, just be there presence and, um, and, and try to, try to capture it internally and in your heart and in your mind, uh, before trying to immediately think of pulling out your phone and, and trying to capture it on your phone. That's all I gotta say is, is, Think about the intangibles. Make the effort to capture the intangible moments and intangible collectibles, and those are the memories and experiences that we have with our families and our friends. Best to you. Best to all of the WDW radio listeners, and um, see you around when we see you around. Take care. Well, we want to get this is Ron Collins from Moline, Illinois. I'm calling about episode 494 about nostalgic, corny, and memories. Uh, I grew up in Southern California at Disneyland uh, through the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, a lot more uh, memories, memories from Disneyland than Disney World, but still, there's still Disney parks. They're all still one big happy family. Uh, I had a colleague know about a couple of them that I uh, are special to me. Uh, I, I remember back in the day when Carousel of Progress was still at Disneyland. And my grandfather had a big thrill ride. They didn't have a lot of thrill rides. But it, his favorite attraction was one of the ones that you mentioned, the Carousel of Progress. My grandfather would just go in the Carousel of Progress, sit there, and just watch the show over and over and over while I'm out riding Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, and all my favorite rides. He would sit inside Carousel of Progress. They never asked to leave. They just let him sit in the same spot, the nice air-conditioned Carousel of Progress, and he just sat back and enjoyed the show. Part of that, I think, was because he reminisced and remembered those times because he went through them. But more importantly, 
the voice of the father at the time was Rex Allen, which was his cousin and my cousin. But he, he was my grandfather's second cousin. So it was a little bit more special for Grandpa to sit there. The other memories that I have, every time I've gone to Disneyland, and yes, even when I've gone to Disney World now, as I enter the park and I go underneath the train station, uh, the train tracks, as I enter Main Street, USA, again, whether it's at Disneyland or Disney World, I do the same tradition every time. I, I make the sound effect like I'm going through a time war. It sounds something like... I know it's corny, I know it's dumb, but it's my tradition. My kids and my wife expect it, I think, and I know my wife and I have been married for almost 30 years, and when we had our annual pass to Disneyland way back in the eight, uh, early 90s, uh, late 80s, um, every time we went, I had to do it. So, anyways, love the podcast, keep it up, talk to you later. Hi. Hi, Lou. My name's Anthony Gardner. He's been a long-time follower of yours. And I was listening uh, recently, today actually, to episode 494, Top 10 Corny. And you guys were talking about um, the Carousel of Progress. And that has a special place in my heart, and I wanted to share this with you. Um my son had uh, some health issues when he was born. He's two years old now. And the only thing I could get to calm him down was singing him the theme song from Carousel of Progress. And still to this day, when myself or my wife, we put him down for bed at night, that is his lullaby. And I just I wanted to share that with you. Um, so that helped. That holds a very special place in my heart. Long-time fan of yours. Uh, our family is a huge Disney fan as well. Uh, we go to the world every single year, and we are actually taking our son for the first time over Thanksgiving. So I wanted to share that experience with you, and it it really does hold a special place in my heart because every night I sing that song, and I can't wait to see his reaction the first time he is in Walt Disney World, and we actually get to experience Carousel of Progress with the theme song to see his reaction. Uh, we'll be down there over Thanksgiving, and maybe, hopefully, I'd love to uh, meet up with you. So feel free to contact me. Uh, I thank you. Once again, my name is Anthony. Thanks. Progress is dreaming and working and building a better way of life. Progress is a commitment to people, a commitment to making today and tomorrow the best time of your life. I cannot deactivate until you say you are satisfied with your care. Well, then I'm satisfied with my care. He's going to help a lot of people.